Welcome to Ubu Dub number six. As we were sitting on the Eurostar, going under the English Channel, um, back to our homes after gigs in Rotterdam and Aiklo, in a replacement van, which provided much amusement and conversation. Anyway, grab a cup of coffee, enjoy, and at the end of the podcast, we have a cover version of 30 Seconds Over Tokyo by a band we met in Oslo called BCP. I'll tell you more about them at the end. Welcome to Ubu Dub, and we're here on the Ubu bus with David. Hi. And Keith. Hello. Chris. Hello. Nadan. Hello. And Gagarin. Hi. And they, we are sitting on a bus that was previously occupied by a band. Should we call them the... They left this van a mess. I can't believe it. They have a hit record, and they leave the van. Am- Keith did pick up a good size cable. Thank you, Frankie <laughs> Toploader. And there's a bo- they left a boombox, and which I'm tempted to take home. And there is about seventy pounds worth of alcohol in the place, <laughs> rolling up and down. Yeah, bottles rolling up and down. We yeah. opened the door, and it all fell out. We opened the, the door, and there's twelve bottles of liquor. You know that fell out of this thing. What do these people do? Yeah. Top loader. Top loader. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, should we not name them? No, top loader. <laughs> so yes, our van broke top down, loader. and um, so we have a a van that wasn't cleared out before we got it. But it was a good weekend, wasn't it, guys? It was a good weekend. Somebody. Yeah, it was a good weekend. <laughs> They're all going to go show. It was, it was a, good a good weekend. weekend. It was two sellout shows. The first in Rotterdam and the second in Eclo. In is it pronounced Eclo? Did is the is the pronunciation master? So you're now what five six gigs in? How has it changed from gig number one? Well, gig number one, the actual first one, Ramsgate, was exciting but loose. I think we could... Yeah, I think that would be true to say. (laughs) So is that to say you're tight now? (laughs) (laughs) We're loose in a different way. Absolutely, yeah. If you want some... Uh, explanation of, of a difficult point diplomatically placed. Ask Chris. He'll, he'll. Uh... Well, yes, Chris. Tell us about how you approach because we haven't spoken to you on Ubu Dub before. So your approach to the long goodbye gig. What, what is your placement? And are you having a good time? More to the point. I'm but having, tell us about yeah, it. I'm having a good time. I'm not. Sometimes I don't get to do what I want to do but then that's probably not a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise no I, I t- you know, my rule is always 
if working with a singer, follow the singer. Everything else comes second. I think David might agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> follow the singer. And Nadan, so you do the sound. I know you don't want to speak, but Ubu Dub listeners really want to hear. I also follow the singer. <laughs> Tell us how you first met David. Uh, well, I did the sound for him in Geneva. And uh, everybody was telling me, be careful, this guy is crazy. So I was really scared. But finally went really good. Easy. It was that, easy, actually. Is that the story you would have told David? Well, I, I met I met Dan on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to get, I was up on the stage and there was a gap between the stage and the step and I hit the gap instead of the step and did it up on the floor. and. Uh, you know, <laughs> he was, Dan was back at the desk and um, I'm, I'm laying there on the floor saying, help, help, <laughs> you know, and nobody does anything. They all just stare at you and Dan comes running up and, and, and helps me up, you know. I don't, but I'm, I'm disturbed by this, by this reaction that, oh, he's crazy. You got to be careful. What were they really? Was they really saying that? Oh, David, yeah. everybody but says they that. I had never met these people. They before. saw you in the show when you pick up the monitor and try to hit somebody. <laughs> and stuff like this. Well, that's that's theater. That's that was in France. France. That everybody yeah. does that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure top loader do that. <laughs> top loader, I'm sure yeah. do that. So, so. You do sound for loads of people. A pair yeah. Ubu any different to any other band when it comes to your job? Different. 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 Like, just that means better. The, the, there is no band like Perubu. It's Perubu. You told it's me once that David had a special instruction for you on how you treat his sound level. Yeah, he said to treat it like a instrument. Yeah. And actually, I learned a lot with David especially about monitors mm -hmm. and a lot of stuff actually <laughs> i keep on learning stuff that's great what have you learned today today i need to speak to this fucking phone <laughs> well and you saw uh, quite a few donkeys in a field which has pissed robert off six. which we let you six sorry and we like to do that daily as well so keith First time. Before we leave Nadan. Oh, okay. Before, let's go back to because Nadan like, really didn't want to do this. So I, I'm pushing I'd like him to suck. deliver his 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 okay. his exit line. Just word that we can hear. We know what he said. I've reported what he said before, but I'd like to him on tape. Well, we should set the scene, which is this is a couple of minutes before you're all about to go on stage, Every and Nadan goes out before everyone. And he says, don't suck. Or, 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 or I quit. <laughs> oh, I want, I want him doing the whole line. All right, you got to so do it again. So we can have it down. We're going to go use it. I want the whole line. Don't suck or I quit. You didn't do the pause quite right. No, no. Oh, we can edit it again. No, don't no, suck. No, no, stop. And then leave no. the proper amount of time, or I quit. Go ahead. Don't suck, or I quit. 
better. It's still not ideal, <laughs> but it will deal. I'm really okay. happy not to be on stage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're, we can move on now to Keith. Yeah, Keith. Because yeah, that was quite a lot like what happens on stage just then. <laughs> like managing it to the microsecond. <laughs> so this is the first time we've got to speak to you and you're covering a lot of parts with your one guitar. Well, not as much as Gagarin has to cover, let's be honest. Oh, so, no, um, but people don't really notice that so much. If you watch social media, everybody says, what, no bass player? And I actually answered someone once and I said, Keith does it does the lot. So explain for people who don't know the intricacies of what you do with your instrument. Uh, well, it's it's very simple, really. It's just that a guitar has six strings and I've got some very simple and fairly cheap technology that can isolate the output from each string so I can tune the strings all differently. So I can tune the lower string down to the bass register. Um, so when I play the low string on a guitar, it comes out like a bass. It's pretty simple. Okay. I was hoping for a lot more complications there. No, it's So that we could be blasted with... No, Brilliant. I'm not going to blind you with science because I wouldn't I'd blind myself in that case. It's very unscientific. It's it's quite simple. And Dids, we've spoken to you on a previous Ubu Dub podcast about yeah. all the things that you have to cover. Now that you're a few more gigs in, has, has your work technique changed as you go into these gigs? Yeah, I'm trying to move from, from a sort of operator to being a musician again really so it's sort of getting past the technicalities and being able to play and sort of and actually work with the with the sound rather than just offer up what's needed to to fill spaces and things so that's really where, it, where it's changing to just becoming familiar moving to muscle memory rather than brain memory i think there's also some amount of misdirection in your question in that Really, it's it's Keith and Keith and Dids are making sound, and all that all that the technology does is allow them to make more sound. Yeah. You know, and and the show, the concert is not so much a collection of programs, though there is programming going on. But the programming is there simply to enable a framework for sound, and it's the sound that's creating the the, the music and the songs. I mean, we're we're everybody is is uh, devoted to the song, and they know what the song is supposed to capture, and what or deliver, and and it's a it's a question of establishing a basic framework that holds things together an alpha and an omega but that can be very minimal you know um, even even in terms of the drums I I particularly I don't know about Chris or anybody else but I particularly see the drums as is is something that delivers atmosphere they're not there to keep the band together they're not there to create rhythm because the rhythm is inherent in the song um, the, uh, primarily to me it, it's the creation of atmosphere very much related to the way drums as it were were in the 19th century classical music you know you know when the timpani the timpani is not holding anything together it's there as an atmo is an atmospherical 
uh, event. Um, but I don't know how Chris would fe feels about that. It's just that I, I would be, you know, I, my tendency for drums is is uh, is to move away from the uh, the concept of a kit drum, you know. And if I had my way, I'd I'd ban cymbals. I hate cymbals. They take up a lot of room, and 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 they give and they're a crutch. I mean, I I've. And this may not be true of Chris or other people, but I I know oh, I know it's, you know because a lot of my experiences with other drummers who aren't Chris, you know, and and I I suspect that drum that cymbals are a crutch. How do you feel about that? I love my cymbals. <laughs> <laughs> but are they your crutch, Chris? Could you, do, um, could I, you I, play without cymbals? I could. Would I want to? Probably not. Because for me, the sound of the kit is the sound of the whole kit. I don't think of the snare drum and the bass drum and the toms being separate things. The sound I try to make is the whole sound, and often a kind of white noisy container for everything else helps to bind everything together. In other words, the cymbals. Yeah. And that's yeah, them. Yeah. So, yeah. Those container. And so, so the function of the symbols is, is, is your concern, is to create this container. Yeah, they bind, they bind everything together, and they in, they also indicate um, inside inside the rhythm details, which help to keep everything rolling forward. I mean, I agree with you that that you don't really need somebody going tough path tough path to keep the rhythm because the rhythm is there. And anyway, rhythm is a flexible thing. So in order for something to sound right, it may need to be speeding up here and slowing down there. And you know, you need a little bit of anticipation. So you leave a little, all that sort of thing. So it's elastic, that's why. Well, yeah. this which brings up sort of an interesting point about, um, there's a song, Lovely Day. And to me, Lovely Day is utterly dependent on this sort of West Coast session musician, boom. Talk, doom, talk um, on the drums. The doom, talk are not there rhythmically. They're they're not they're performing no rhythmical function. They're they're simply to connect in the listener's mind with with this whole school of of, of song design and delivery from the West Coast. So, which is I believe why people keep interpreting that song as a happy optimistic end to the to the album. Simply because it's going boom talk, boom talk. West Coast LA, you know, wrecking crew style. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's that sells that sets up the entire thing where people are all of a sudden the the every line in that song is 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 dark and and disturbed. You know, they they don't hear that. They don't interpret it. I, I mean, they even probably know the words that are dark and disturbed. You know, the the, the, the wind turbines shredding seagulls again. That's good. You know, all that sort of stuff is disguised and flavored and resonated by the don't talk. Yeah, so there there is yeah. the drums playing what seems to be a pretty hardcore rhythmical issue structure but aren't but that that's not the function it's totally atmospheric regardless of the don't talk it's an acting role for the drums the drums yeah, are, exactly. in this case 
you know, performing a necessary function, which is to be invariant and basically not listen to you or anybody else, but just go boom, tack as a kind of framework mm -hmm. in which everything else happens. And yeah. that's, it's that's an, an acting, acting role. It's an acting exactly. role. It's not, a, yeah. it's not necessarily an expressive musical role. It's just... Exactly. Well, I, that's to me what what drums should... You know, I'm not into some... You know, we don't, we don't have to agree on any of this stuff. But you know, to me, <laughs> drums are, are, are need to be now, now actors. And I think I picked up a lot of this notion of things by listening to all that pop radio and the, the hip-hop stuff on, on Radio, radio One on, late yeah. at night, you know, where... The drums are not have nothing to do with the rhythm, you know. The rhythm is coming from synthesizers or, or the song itself or whatever. And the drums are actors in the piece. So I, I suppose that's the contamination. And <clears throat> my job here, I suppose, doing this is to be the person who doesn't know anything about music and to ask the questions of other people who don't know anything about music. But Keith... Knows a lot about music. <laughs> knows a lot about music. But I, one thing that fascinates me and that I'm probably a bit scared to ask and maybe other people would be, Unfortunate Son, when yeah. you come in with that with that kind of thing. You don't like that bit, do you? The thing is, no, it's not that I don't like it. I love it. But it never changes the shock of the first time you play that each time you play the song. And by the second or third time, it's, it's like it's sort of beds in do you know what I mean it's sort of like it grows how brave do you have to be to come in with something because it's kind of slightly off key of everything else you're out there on your own because the rhythm's all going yeah well it's um that's also kind of not properly tonal so those that the strings are tuned to quarter tones so it's so which basically means the guitar is completely out of tune to you know by normal standards um, but because I'm playing it in exactly the same way each time it, may, it means that that thing that comes out and the first time I play it through the, those chords it comes out sounding random and out of tune but because I keep repeating it it's out of tune exactly the same way each time yeah so that creates um, um, a kind of hook I guess it's like it's it becomes distinctive by dint of basic repetition Again, it's very, very simple. It's but it's brave. brave. It is brave, don't you think? It is brave. I mean, it's not safe. Um, it seems... It, I, I don't ever put, put something down or add something to a tune because I, I'm trying to be brave. It's simply what... I normally come up with the first thing that happens. I mean, I did all those parts for Long Goodbye and also stuff for the previous record as well. Um, I did them all kind of in the space of, you know, a, a day. Um, I, Is I'd that a good thing to admit? Not that you've made I'd been, in my defence, I'd been listening to the tunes a lot before then, but then when I went round to, when I went round to Gagarin's pad and we, we put this guitar stuff down, it was, we did it all in, in six hours. Yeah. Amazing. So, Italy next. I'm going to go around each one of you asking oh. you what you're looking forward to in Italy. I'm looking forward to fish and chips in Milan, but we're not going to Milan, so I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Keith? 
I'd like to point out before oh. Keith goes on, <laughs> David that the best fish and chips in the world that I have ever, 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 ever had were from Milan. The second best were from the Jewish quarter of Rome. And I can't remember what they're called, but brilliant. Get Isn't it. Isn't it bacala? Bacala. Bacala. So if anybody's coming to our gigs, please bring, bring bacala. bacala. <laughs> salt, salt cod. So, Keith, what would you like fans to bring you? <laughs> um, well, bring me the same stuff and I'll give my share to David because <laughs> he, he deserves it. Chris, are you looking forward to playing Italy? Yeah. Sure, but I also, like everybody else, looking forward to eating in Italy. You know, it is important. I don't think people understand how important a good meal is when you're sort of getting like four or five hours sleep a night. Nadam. Coffee. Coffee. Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. They have lovely tomatoes, you know. Those, those sort of thick ones sliced beautifully with maybe a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of oregano on the top. Yeah. So there we go. I'll try to do that more often for you because I really enjoyed it. I hope you really enjoyed it too. And now we're going to play some music. It's always been the the intention of the podcast that we have guest appearances. So if you've got a cover version or if you've got something to say about Perubu, please get in touch. And for those signed up to the newsletter, I'm trying to get one together for this weekend with a special offer in it. Anyway, here we go with Basement Cluster Project, otherwise known as BCP. They've recorded a three-track EP uh, that they've financed themselves called The Intrusion Box. You can listen to it on SoundCloud. Uh, I think there's some other places too, so Google it. And it's been created on Game Boy and guitars. Um, Nils creates his own instruments and builds them all except for the guitars and uh, the, uh, the vocals are by Alex sit back it's pr well don't sit back actually I'd sit up it's pretty damn good Yeah, that's 
Thank you. 